So we are blessed. We are blessed. That's what we've been talking about. And uh, we've been talking about some things. Uh, we've been unwrapping some gifts. And we're going we're gonna to do that again this morning. If I can pull this off, uh, we're going to try this out. <clears throat> Let's see what happens. We've been unwrapping some gifts because that's what we do at Christmas time, right? Isn't that neat? And what have our gifts been? You thought Santa Claus came down the chimney. I've got news for you. We've been talking about... <laughs> there you go. There you go. Look at that. Isn't that clever? So we've been talking about joy, hope, and grace, right? These are, these are gifts that money cannot buy. Think about those. Joy, hope, and grace. Where, where, what store can you go to? What crowd do you want to fight to find that? There isn't one, right? There isn't one. There's only one place that we will ever find joy, hope, grace, and so many other gifts that are so deep and rich and within, right? They, they're gifts from above, and they apply directly to our heart and our mind and our soul and our inner being. Right? These can't be bought. There's no doctor you can go and see and get these. Okay? You might go get temporary these. Right? You might get a little of this on the earth somewhere by someone. But the only true hope, joy, and grace comes from, comes from above. And you know what's interesting? What's interesting is that as people, we go, we go looking all over the world. We go seeking these temporary fixes, don't we? Temporary satisfaction, temporary pleasures, temporary adventures, right? We go looking for these things all around the earth. We, we go to Colorado, we go uh, rock climbing, we go bungee jumping, right? We, we're looking for something to like satisfy our inner being. And these things will never do that, the things of this earth. There's only one place that those things will happen or that inner strength will come, and that's in Christ. Today we're going to unwrap another gift. Only in Jesus will we have these things. But the greatest gift, these, and these gifts are, are amazing gifts, right? I mean, these are powerful gifts. The gift of joy, if you live in joy, I mean, you're blessed. You're the kind of people that, that people want to be around, right? Right? Joy. Somebody who's got joy in their life, right? Christians ought to be the kind of people other people want to be around, right? I mean, because they're filled with joy. I mean, we understand that God sent his son, and he loves us. He died for us. And, and, and that just lifts us up above everything, even when, even when the world seems to come crashing down, joy and hope and all these things. But the, the greatest gift, and we, we said a lot about grace last week, because grace is, is so big. It's such a big gift that covers so much. You know, it covers all, the, all of our junk. Uh, but there's one gift that's even greater than than these, and we're going to see if we can make this happen today. Are you ready for this? Here it is. High above all the others. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus, the gift of Jesus. He's a gift. Isn't that, isn't that neat? I mean, isn't that awesome to know that God sent his son as a gift for you? He's a gift for you. That baby in the manger is for you. He's for us. And how cool is that? And we talked about Jesus and uh, not just his birth, you know, that he would leave heaven and come to this earth. But last week we talked about that he is two things for you. He's your advocate, right? He's the one from heaven 
Because our issue, our biggest problem is sin, cut us off from God. And so someone had to come from there to here to speak for us. And Jesus is our advocate, right? He's the one who speaks for you. He's your mediator. He's the bridge for you. He's, he's the spokesperson for you because you can't speak for yourself. And when we look around the earth, there's no one else who can. Nobody, all the king's horses and all the king's men, cannot go to God and, and figure out a way to, to get back into his presence. Only someone from there who came here could do that. And Jesus came to be your advocate, to be your spokesperson. What a gift, amen? That's grace. That's God looking at you and me in our sinful state, knowing we were cut off and the punishment of sin is eternal death. And God's saying, I'm going to send my son to be your spokesperson. And if you will put your faith and trust in Jesus and hold on to him and trust him, he will speak for you on, on your behalf. And not only is he our advocate, but we also said that he is our atoning sacrifice. So not only does he speak up for you, but he also paid your, the, punish, the punishment that you owed, right? Because the wages of sin is death. And so you owe God death. And Jesus came to speak for you and to say, I will die in your place. I will die for you. You deserve death, but I'm going to take the blow for you. I mean, that's grace. That's Jesus, right? That's Jesus coming to this earth. That's the gift of Jesus for you. He takes care of your greatest needs, and he loves you so much. Well, the gift of Jesus means a lot of things. You know, we, we could all probably make a list of what, what it means to have Jesus in our life. You know, all the things that that brings into our, our, our existence, right? Our, the peace that we have, right, the hope that we have, those things, and so much more, that when Jesus is a part of our life, we just, we just have so much, like this solid foundation of goodness to grab onto, right? You know what it's like to go to the store and you buy something from some other country, and it looks cool, and it's shiny and neat for about a day, and then it breaks, right? It looks cool. I mean, but it's cheap. See, anywhere else we go to find this, this fix, this, this inner strength that we need, it's just cheap stuff. It might look cool, you know, and there might be a price tag on it, so it seems like it's got value, but, but it doesn't last. Nothing in the world that you go to for a fix is going to ever last. Only Jesus will fix you completely, right? He's the one who can give us the fix that we need. Not just for this life as he begins to fix us, but our eternal fix forever. You know, he can, he can purify us and cleanse us and strengthen us and all the things that we really need in our lives. And so there's a lot of things we could talk about about this gift of Jesus. I'm just going to share one with you, one truth today. And that is this, the gift of Jesus, <laughs> Andy's like, where is he? The gift of Jesus means this, that God has come for us. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, God has come to this earth for you. Woo! <laughs> All right. I mean, come on, where's the holler? I'm looking for a holler. Thank you for the holler. God has come for us. 
I mean, that's what that means. Jesus, the baby born in that stable, you know, in Bethlehem, and all that God went through, through the prophets, and since the beginning of time, when he began to foretell that he was going to send his Messiah, all of the work that God did through his people, for that one day, when that little child would be born, was all to save you. God came for us. He came to rescue us. And I want to read out of Matthew chapter 1, this, this beautiful passage about the birth of Jesus. So check this out. If you want to go there with me, there's some, some really cool things that you're going to want to circle if you haven't already in your Bibles. Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. There's so much good stuff. And before I read this, let me also say, you know, Christmas is a, is a time of celebration. We talk about joy and we talk about hope and grace. And in, in a way, it it's, it's, should be a lot of like good feelings and, and joyfulness. But we also know that in this world, there's so much trouble, right? And, 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 and you and I, we understand that we go through stuff, right? We go through stuff. And, and even like even now. People are going through hard times. Sometimes Christmas isn't as joyful as it ought to be. We've lost loved ones maybe close to Christmas. Um, Francis Tillman, most of you know, passed away last night. Um, so if you know Francis Tillman, Kevin, uh, Kevin's a big visitor of Francis Tillman. Um, she passed away last night. She was a member of this church for many years. Um, and so, so even though Christmas is a joyful time it's also a time when we can look at each other and realize that there's pain too right there's pain the good news is through the joy or the pain we have such an amazing hope right we know the one that baby who came and then went to the cross and is the conquering king we have hope in him that that blows away any any bad thing that could come our way whatever we're going through the only way we're ever going to make it through is by holding on to Jesus because he's, he's the conquering king, right? He's the one who destroyed death and the grave and nothing else could, could really take us down from that. Matthew chapter 1, let's look at this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. He gave him the name Jesus. What an amazing, what an amazing miracle, right? 
I mean, I mean that's in, in its simplest form, that's the truth of what God did for us, right? Such, such a romantic almost way that God loves you, right? This, this God loving us so much that what he would go through to bring about your salvation, right? To bring about you being made right with him. I mean, there's a lot of different ways he could have done that. Think about that. I mean, if you were God, there's a lot of different ways that you could have went about bringing back the redemption of your people. I mean, I would have made it really difficult on them, right? You know, we would have like made them do like challenge courses, obstacle courses, you know, you know, all kinds of crazy things to, to prove their love for me. You know, I would have I would have put them through the ringer. Let's weed out the ones who are and those who are not. Right. That's probably how we would have done it. That's how we think. Right. But not God. He, he, he does it in such amazing, loving fashion. In, in God's great rescue for you. And that's what this is. This is God's great rescue for you. He, 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 there's so much action in, involved in what God is doing. And just in these verses, and, and we're not even going to get into some of the other ones, but just in these verses, there's so much action of what God is doing on the earth through various things and people to bring about the birth of his son, to bring about your rescue. You know, it's amazing. Hollywood does an amazing job. You know, you go to the movies now and, and the, the, the scenes and the images and the explosions and the bloodshed and all the animation. All, it's just so realistic. You know, you're watching it on the screen and it's so like real looking. But it's not. It's fake. This story about Jesus and all that God did, this is real. This really happened. It's in the history books, right? There's censuses that were taken and Jesus is in them. Joseph is in them. Mary is in them. People, real people who lived at a real time. No crash dummies, right? No pyrotechnics and no special effects. The birth of Jesus is real. And it was really for you and for me. I mean, this is not Hollywood. This is not the Passion of Christ by Mel Gibson. This is really Jesus who came to this earth in a manger in Bethlehem in a humble, humble way. And God did it all in such like really artistic fashion and love for us. So gentle, you know? So, so like, like, I don't know, authentic and just, just laid it out there. A baby, the son of God. Right? And some wanted him dead. That's how real this is, is that God like fully just exposed himself in the most vulnerable way to rescue you and me. You know, he, he chose people like Mary and Joseph. I mean, this is, this is how the, uh, the, the, the story unfolds. He, he chooses people to be a part of his plan, right? Mary and Joseph, people just like you and I, just ordinary people, just living their lives, doing their thing. And, and, and out of nowhere, God just like chooses them to do something unique and really special. That, that heaven was going to meet with earth and Mary and Joseph were going to play this key role. They didn't sign up for it. They didn't ask for it. They were just good Jewish people living the life for God. And, and God chose to use them, people just like us. And in that story, in that, in that excitement of what God did, he brought into it the human element. 
right? He allowed people like us to be a part of his plan. That's, that's so miraculous, isn't it? I would not have done that. I would have just done it myself and let them kind of, you know, have a ticket in, right? But no, God says, we're going to do this together. We're going to work together to make this happen. And I'm going to use you in my, my wonderful plan of salvation. In my great rescue for mankind, I'm going to use people to be a part of the process. I mean, that makes, you, that makes me feel pretty good because that means that God wants to use me too. He wants to use us. He wants us to be like involved in what he's doing. And these are young people. This is Mary and Joseph, very young, teenagers probably. You know, teenagers like you guys, teenagers, that God used to change the world, to bring his son into the world. How awesome is that? Not only did he use people, but he sent his Holy Spirit. So in this story, if you're looking at the verses, you could circle Mary and Joseph because they're the people God used, but also circle the Holy Spirit because he's involved in the process as well. And the Holy Spirit is the one that impregnates Mary, right? And the Holy Spirit's involved in this whole thing, and God sends that Spirit, and that's the same, very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and is alive in us, also impregnated Mary. And so this Holy Spirit is like the thread throughout all of creation and all of history and all of Jesus's life and his birth and, and right up to our day. The Holy Spirit, that same Spirit, is working right now in you. How awesome is that? I mean, that's just a miracle, right? That's, that's a whole lot of power right here in this place, right here living in us, that this Holy Spirit of God, this third part of the Trinity, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, would not just come and live in us, but would, would impregnate Mary so she would have a child. And this child would be fully man and fully God. I mean, that's just, what a gift. That gift, that Jesus, that's, that's who he is, right? And not only does he use people and the Holy Spirit, but he sends an angel, right? He sends angels to confirm to Joseph what he is doing and later to the shepherds what he is doing. If you look at verse 20, if you got your Bibles open there, 20 and 21, look what it says. But after he had considered this, right? So Joseph, when he found out that Mary was pregnant, thought about, you know, putting her away you know, but not publicly, just humbly in a very quiet way, saying, look, this thing's over. <laughs> it's over. You're pregnant. And I didn't do it. But after he considered this, which, which is amazing all in itself, is that God let him, like, stew on that for a while. You know, why, God, why did you, like, let me hang there for a while thinking about this? Couldn't you appear to me sooner? Right? Isn't that how God works? He, he lets us chew on stuff he lets us deal with things and and he lets he, he he maybe wants to see our reaction he wants to see how we're going to handle it he's trying to strengthen us and test us and, and 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 just fortify who we are and what we truly believe but after he had considered this right what happens the angel of the lord appeared to him and so there's there's angels involved in this amazing Better than Hollywood's story, this real true story about this baby that involves people and it involves the Holy Spirit. And now it involves angels who came. And the angels say to him, 
She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will rescue his people. He will save his people from what? From our biggest problem, our sin, the sin that has separated us from God. Jesus, that baby, will come and he will bridge that gap. He will be your spokesperson. He will be your advocate. He will be your atoning sacrifice. He will die on a cross so that you can live again. That little baby, that gift of Jesus on this Christmas day that we celebrate. Not only are there people, not only are there the Holy Spirit that's involved in all this, and not only did God send angels, but the story reaches way back to all of the prophets. Look what he says. All of this, he says, took place what the Lord had said through the prophets, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so from the beginning of time, from the writings of Moses, all through the prophets, God used them to bring about this moment in time when that child would be born and he would come to rescue you and me. I mean, what a story. What an amazing truth of what God has done for you. I mean, what a gift. Nobody puts that kind of thought into the gifts they give. You may put some thought into the gifts you give. No, sometimes we truly do. Sometimes we do because somebody gave me something and now i got to go get some fruit. Right? True? Being honest. Just being honest. But there are gifts, like maybe, maybe your family picks names. Do you guys pick names? Got a bunch of kids. Everybody picks names. Anybody do that? Okay, we do that. So we do that in our family. So we'll all go to Gatlinburg here today and we all pick the name and we try to keep it a secret except Kaylee cheats and she knows who everybody has. Um, and uh, so we'll pick, and I got Roy, and I've been working on Roy's project for, for the last three months. I bought him this old cabinet, this old, like, TV cabinet. It's just like an old entertainment. It's got doors. It's black. It's pretty cool. And I turned it into a tool shed. So it's got, like, you know, the, the, the pegboard, and it's got shelves for all of his drills and stuff. And so I put some time into it. But, but that's nothing you know, I put three months into it. To me, that's a lot of hard work. I don't even have a garage to work out. i got to work out of my, like, storage shed. I mean, so it's not been easy, but, but that's nothing. No matter how much time I ever put into anything, it's nothing compared to what God did in sending his son for you. I mean, from the beginning of time, he's been working on this project. That, that that child would be right there in Bethlehem exactly when he planned for him to be. And all the work that God did, the, the people that he allowed to be involved, the Holy Spirit that was working, the angels that spoke, the prophets that, that, that spoke all through time to, to, to let us know this was going to happen. And then in verse 23, the, the star of the story is born. And he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. God is with you. Isn't that, doesn't that like do something to you? That should do something for you. God has come for you. He's come for you. Do you know what that means for us today? I mean, when you think about this, God did all this for me. We, 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 we sometimes get hung up. We, we, we block out that it was for me, and we just say, we just think God did this for the world. And yeah, he did it for the world, but this morning, personalize it, God did all of that for me, for you. Think about that for a second. He did that for you. He rescued you. 
right? He came to rescue you. God did. And he went through a lot of work for it, to make it all happen just for you. And you may not realize that this morning, that God came to rescue you. Maybe you're here today and you don't even realize that he came to rescue you. You may not even realize that you need rescued. There's plenty of people out there in this world just wandering around, millions, wondering and wondering what this is all about. They have no clue. They have no idea. They don't even give it a second thought. They're searching in their life for purpose. They're searching for value. Maybe you knew that at one time and, and you've forgotten it. Well, God says to you today this. He says, your purpose is in him. And your value is completely connected to him. And that's the only place you will find purpose and value is in a life-breathing relationship with the God of heaven and earth. See, your life breathing and joy that comes into your heart and the hope that you have and the healing and the forgiveness and your very being is in him. It's in him. It's in that baby lying in a manger that died on a cross for your sins, the Son of God, the Savior of the world who came. Paul wrote in Acts and he said, in him, in Jesus, we live and we move and we have our being. Our very being is all wrapped up in him. And if you're not in him and you're outside of him, then you are truly and utterly lost in a world of darkness and sin. But in him, you have everything. Our very existence, right? Past, present, and future. He sustains us, means he holds us together. He holds this whole universe together, right? Because that's who he is. Our biggest need for God, our biggest need for God is way bigger than we have ever realized. Our need for God is bigger than we thought. It's bigger than we realize. It's bigger than we will even admit maybe sometimes. And without him, we are lost. Without the Lord, we're lost. Our sin not only separated me from him, but our sin brought about the cross. The cross is because of your and my sin. That's a pretty heavy burden for someone to carry for us, right? And Jesus was willing to do that. The story of Jesus is that he came for you, and that changes everything, right? That changes everything about how we live. It changes everything about how we think and how we go about our day. It means so much he, in your past. Whatever happened yesterday doesn't matter because he's come to rescue you and he loves you so much. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, listen to this verse and we're, we're going to close. For he, God, Jesus, has rescued us from what? From the dominion of darkness. God has rescued us. We talked about the battle, right? We're in a battle. And that we're, we put on the armor of God to fight against evil forces in the heavenly realms. Right? Jesus came. This confirms it again, what Paul said. For he has rescued us, you and me, from the dominion of darkness. And what has he done? He's brought us into the kingdom of the son that he loves. He's made us his children. Through a relationship with him, we become sons and daughters into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, right? We could be made clean again, forgiven, mercy shown, grace poured out, the forgiveness of our sins. Only in a relationship 
with Jesus. See, our biggest need is taken care of in this personal relationship with Jesus. And only there, only there do we can we claim the joy and the hope. Only there do we claim the grace. And only in a relationship with him can we claim that he is ours and we are his. And that's freedom. I mean, that's freedom. And that's a gift that, that is greater than any gift you will ever get. See, in this salvation process, in this Jesus hanging on the cross, this grace, Emmanuel, the Bible says that God is, is with us. He's come for you. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever come for you, you know, to rescue you. If you've ever done something, maybe run away. Anybody ever run away? Anybody here? No hands. Okay, a hand went up. Chelsea, you did that? No, okay. Your mom did that. Cheryl, you ran away once? Kaylee ran away once. She went all the way next door to the, we lived in the parsonage, and she went all the way to the church steps. She had her bag packed and everything. I ran away once. I told you that. I went to the Indian graveyard in Canada. We had a cottage in Canada, and I ran away because I shot a spitwad at my mom. <laughs> and she said, give me that. And I threw it at her, and I started walking away. And she said, go ahead, go. So I went. Walked a couple miles to the Indian graveyard, and, and my brothers came looking for me. They didn't have to. They could have said, he'll come home at some point. You know, when he gets scared. I was like fourth grade, I guess, third grade. I was little. I remember we were at the park. Uh, we were at a park in Clarence where I grew up, and there was these, we were playing tennis on the tennis court, and these bigger kids were like kicking us off the court and picking on us. They, what they didn't realize that my older brothers, because I got the six boys in our family, the three older ones are like quite a bit older, and then there was me, Steve, and Mike, and we were in like elementary and junior high school, and they, my older brothers were high school and older. Well, my brothers were over there, and these bigger kids didn't think we, we had any support or backup. And so they're picking on us, kicking us off the court, and my brothers come over. And, of course, that put an end to that. Um, but there's nothing like the feeling of someone coming for you, right? I mean, it's just great. It's just amazing. It's like when your little person, you know, gets hurt and you pick them up. There's just something like powerful there, isn't there? I mean, multiply that by a billion, and that's, that's God sending Jesus to rescue you. I mean, he came for you. Not everyone else. Forget that right now. He came for me. You know, I was lost. You were lost. Individually, we were lost. And he came with, with your name in his mind. What a gift. What a great and awesome gift.